Marcus here, your analyst, sportscaster, journalist, critic, I mean, of all trades when it comes to this sports. I want y'all to look forward to that, you know, Battalion Sportscast. That's going to be coming real soon to you on that battalion on mine through all of that. Also, the table we got coming and uh, definitely something to look forward to. But this week on the sports segment, I just want to off top get to initially. It's Bay Sports overall, man. What's happening with the Bay, man? Love my A's, man. Just put it down, man. We got to them playoffs. You know, I was part of that, man. I went to do with them games this year. You know what I'm saying? Big A's fan, you know. But I'm saying, what's up with the whole Bay teams as a whole? You know what I mean? It don't make no sense. I don't know what's really going on. Where they going? Who know? I don't know. What type of choice is it? You know where they going? Across the bay. Where they going? I don't even know. What the fuck is the situation now? You know what I'm saying? Because they leaving. They talking about Vegas. They talking about Frisco. Nah. But then, they talking about some new stadiums. Uh, nah, we don't need that. What about refabricating, rebuilding? Man, we got perfect land over there. We got beautiful land, man. Niggas better recognize what's going on over there, though. You know what I'm saying? Hey, tripping. Hey, tripping, man. We got the bay on lock, man. They don't need to change nothing. So I'm saying, man, what's happening with these bay sports, though, man? It's, 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 it's crazy, man. They, lead, they they doing everything to us, man. They better wake up, man. And we ain't got nothing left. We're going to have the A's, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, they've been trying to move them to Fremont, San Jose. They've been trying to get rid of them for the longest. I mean, but our, our, our teams as we know it, our monikers, this part of us, our town, our pride, they stripping us, man. You know what I'm saying? They way out of pocket. I'm trying to figure out how the fuck they do that. Well, where they did that from? I mean, going to Vegas and then at a Frisco get up on the floor. Is it then? Man, Niners even moved out. That's even the whole subject. Because I'm a Niner fan. You know what I'm saying? I was rocking with the Niners, man. That was my thing. You know what I'm saying? Fortunately, I ain't no sports fan no more. I'm just a critic. I'm an analyst. You know, I look at it. I like everything. I like everybody. I'm a scout. You know what I'm saying? I'm management out there, you know? But I'm trying to figure out how they pull that off. You know what I'm saying? They Vegas. That's going to be wild. You know what I'm saying? What up the Pops Ryan down there? You know what I'm saying? I know you're going to be going to them Vegas games, some Niner games. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not the Niner games. I'm going to be them Raider games. You know? I know you're going to be going to them things. Especially when they play the Niners. <laughs> I know that. But, uh, you know, that's going to be cool. But that's ain't nobody with that, man. It's town love, man. They out there tripping, man. Oh, they, they need to bring it back to the town. Let's keep it in the town. That's When you think of Raiders, you think of Oakland. When you certain things, when you think of Oakland, that's what, that's what come to mind. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what they doing with the squad. I don't know what they doing out here. They're way out of pocket. But uh, I'll tell you this, though. You know, sooner than later, something going to have to happen. And it's already in the works. They didn't build stadiums. They didn't make reservations. We got a few more seasons left. So what we finna do with this pace for us, though? You know what I'm saying? We, how we finna react when it's gone, gone away and get finna go down? It's gonna be crazy, but you know, it was it was ill while it lasted. A heck of a run, you know. Got the Warriors, man. They did some of the coldest ever champions, you know. Looking like they finna go on another run, <laughs> but you know, all these other teams, man, they faltering. They can't get it right, man. It's football season, middle of the year. Don't look like either of them big teams finna do too much of nothing. That's just what it looking like. 
know what I'm saying? Shots to Marshawn, man, coming back, repping, you know what I'm saying? Getting that last year, last few years in the town, you know, much needed. Look good. Everything. We love all that. Ain't no, ain't no qualms with that. And dude, still raw. So, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no quarrels and no qualms with that. Ain't no problems. Ain't no. But you know, you keep that in the town, though, you know what I'm saying? But everything else done went crazy. You know Everything that went crazy. So I guess it's about the paper, though. You know, it's, it's, it's money moves, though. And trying to get their bread up. You know what I'm saying? Everybody trying to make their money moves. And for me, it's bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all about where your real fans, where your real soil at. You know, when you move spicy, it's a wrap. We seeing that with a base squad, with a town team, with a. You know what I'm saying? One of our teams right now struggling just because they want to move up and move over. And that's crazy, man. Got them out there, out there sweating all that heat out there, man. Boys ain't used to that. And killing the whole methods, the elements, and everything that got to do with the squad. So I know we're going to get a lot of feedback bucket that, but I'm just saying, for me personally, I just think it's terrible moves. Man, yeah. Franchises we got in sports today. One of the most highest sold merchandise, obviously. One of the most synonymous symbols with football and team itself, click itself. It's the shield. You know, you know, you don't make no mistakes when you see that eye patch. It's a couple. You got Pirates, Buccaneers. You even got a few. Um, you know what I'm saying? Here, there it is. You know, some Lancers and Lakers or whatever you call them. But you don't, you don't, you don't got that silver and black. The color that silver and black, man, that, that rings bells. You know what it do. It's that black hole. But we talking Oakland Raiders. Raiders as a whole, for sure. Super Bowls in the 70s with the town. That 83. That 83-1 with Marcus Allen them in uh, L.A. They smashed on the Redskins, and uh, you know you got that early back in the town, that early pre two thousand late ninety Raiders squad too. Here's some of the best football we've seen, you know, statistically from the Raiders. But um, it's kind of crazy, man, because for me, um, I love the Raiders. You know what I'm saying? Niner fanatic growing up, but a lot of people. Everybody got it misconstrued about that. I guess it's just a territorial thing. I guess it's just something to debate and talk about. It's a reason to say almost kind of like when people come out and then you got a comparison. You know, you want to compare the two. You know, you want to compare certain people or certain, you know, we in this case teams. It's because they from the same area. The pay all. Frisco to Oakland. It's almost like how... It's a misconstrued uh, knowledge that's being put out how the Frisco and the town don't quite get along. And that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, from personal experience, that's crazy. But everybody know, you know, um, the dynamics of that, the stereotypes. So it do fit. You know, it's a lot of this, that, and the third. Everything exists. But it's not stone cold, ironclad, just that. It's not a stamp. It's not just approved silt and stamped you know what i'm saying that it's funk like that because everybody you know real men get along real people get along 
real women build, you know, so that's everywhere. And that's not to specify a certain region or anything of that nature. Energy waves flow. So for me personally, it's always been a bay love thing. And I go that to make that point. I say with this sports, you know, ain't no us first them. Me personally, you talking about me. I grew up in the 80s. So has both of my teams, both of them teams was popping. Raiders and the Niners. You know, it was they should have met in the Super Bowl, you know. They should have met in the Super Bowl, like that 81 one and then even 84. Come on now. So it's it's never been like that. But with the Raiders, you you all you could never not like the Raiders. You know, they always they just had that, even when they stunk it up in the early mid nineties and uh, you know things of that nature. It was still getting it done and it was still always a reason to check out for them. You know, and then, you know, after that, I guess that 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 it got fatigue in LA. You know, after the Napoleon Kaufman years and all that were, you know, after all of them um uh, the little dude Amp Lee and all that, <laughs> all of them people, when they got getting up out of there and the Willie Gaunts and all that retired and all of that, then they had to revamp it. But that's the town team, that's the town team. That ain't that ain't no, you know, that's that's us. That's what we own from the jump. From this from the get. When you say Raiders, you say Oakland Raiders. They did their thing in LA and they gonna probably do their thing in Vegas, but them Oakland Raiders. You know what I'm saying? And for me, that's a sad thing, but they gone. They finna pack up and move. I don't understand they already got deal signed contracts done, stadiums in the workings and everything. So that's pretty much about it. Basically, what we can do as Raider fans is just go ahead and ride it out and enjoy and, and, and appreciate the fact that, you know, and that's why I kind of left sports alone as a whole as far as just getting involved with it. I'm a full time analyst, so I love everybody. We can talk about the Bucks, the Brewers, the Braves, whoever, the Blues, however you want to do it. I love it all. So for me personally, this is one of the things that had to lead me to stop really getting invested in knowing, you know, it's entertainment first. It's drama first. So it's an agenda to be fulfilled before who get paid, what contract, who win, what championship or whatever. You already got certain plans that's being implemented into the game, which killed the game for me. That's like when we found out when wrestling was fake, you know. When we first found that out, it was like, man, and we just dead stopped watching. We just left it in this tracks where it was at. Everything that we put into it, everything that we invested into it was stripped. But it's a little bit different when you got, and, and there's nothing physically fake per se about wrestling as far as just the things you can't, you can't emulate somebody getting slammed and really falling. But, you know, we all know it's a technique, just like how we used to beat up on the little brothers. And, you know, it's a technique to do everything. So. Not to per se, it was fake, but when we found out the actualities and people wasn't really DDT and the power driving people, man, we got on and got gone. We just kept the tactics. Me, I kept that in my arsenal, so I'll Boston Crab and Cat in a second and whatever. You get put in that Scorpion Stang thing real quick. So for me, it'd be like, you know, that's what I was used to. That's what I grew up to. But when I found out the realities of it, it was like I had to move on. And the same thing about these sports. Understanding that it's just politics, man. It's just it's, it's so rigged to the point to where, I mean, you don't know how rigged it is. You don't know to what percentage that they got their hand on it. But we all been watching sports for a long time now. And we can all agree that. Man. So 
lot of it's a lot of things that could be said that shouldn't happen or shouldn't have came out that way. To according to us, it just is humans watching it, whether it be refs Virginia, whether it be people sitting out games, taking dives. We don't know the real agenda. And that's the illusion about America. That's why we so deep into the core. But to get back with these Raiders, they're moving forward. For me, it's almost like, well, you got Vegas, a team that has never inherited a city that's never inherited a team, who's never had a professional football team. So that's great because we just don't got somebody else coming, taking that Raiders legacy. So it's good within its own right. Vegas is east of us but you know southeast but it's like i guess adjacent to la so they right on the same accordance so they kind of somewhat got their team back in the town we as far as vegas goes like the town in vegas has always had some type of connection like town in detroit town and you know, other places like that you know what i'm saying like we've always had that connection with vegas so it's gonna be interesting to see you know and the, the, the magnitude of fans will possibly become larger on a larger scale. But I don't understand how you play in the desert. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get that. I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to have a simulated some type of dome, some type of simulated weather to where it's, it has a different type of human and everything. Before they even signed those contracts, I'm pretty sure they went through the logistics of what could or wouldn't couldn't happen so I'm pretty sure they're gonna be playing in a dome or something like that or has to be you know because Vegas is very hot that's probably the hottest place on in the United States that's known outside of Arizona probably and Vegas is Arizona right that's right over the mountain you know that's Vegas you got Arizona that's for the natives and I mean from what I understand from geographically it's right over the mountain you know so you know, people go over there to stack their chips, you know, so Vegas is always going to be relevant because it's America's playpen. It's America's, you know, fun capital for adults, you know, as far as that real lively entertainment. So that's where they're going to go play. They're going to go fill those seats in. They're going to go see, you know, if they could generate enough money to not only stay a brand and become a brand, but, you know, like I said, to become one of these storied franchises again and. It's gonna be interesting to see. You know, me personally, I don't, I don't have no problems with none of this because, like I said, it's all, it's all jacked up, y'all. So we can just enjoy it as a game, as entertainment, almost like wrestling, almost like your reality shows, anything else that's going on that you know that has a script and it just won't come out the way you or think it should come out. We gotta have to enjoy the games like that, you know, because that's ridiculous. Everybody in the town know we could have refurbished that stadium. We were supposed to refurbish the Coliseum. The Coliseum is a landmark like no other. Now, I agree that maybe the Warriors have just outgrown that space and they deserve a place like, who would say, I don't know, Bill Day Stadium. On the water between Alameda and the town, that little spot behind them, Doolittle back there, past the estuary, all of that. Maybe build something right there, and and have connecting land that comes from the town of Alameda. I mean, really exotic. If this is where we're going with it, because 
what I understand, they got like a stadium almost next to Candlestick. I mean, I drove down Third Street a couple months ago, and I, I really didn't peep the techniques, but I've seen the structures, and it's, it's kind of crazy how they're going to do these words. So I'm thinking maybe they could have did the Raiders or expanded the Raiders stadium. You get what I'm saying? And like I said, that area, everybody, everybody know that area right there. That terrain is it's always good. It's good. The traffic, it do what it do because it's, you know, busy Raider games. It should be a little, but it ain't ridiculous like that. Frisco traffic. I mean, come on. They got the main concerts, the main event. What was they thinking? But that's a different plan, different man. I'm, I'm saying nothing but space in Vegas. You know, people got homes and buying homes out there in Vegas. I know Mama Pops and Mama Cheryl, the Mama Round and Mama Cheryl, they got a spot out there to where they like, man, you know, the Raiders is coming. So we all going to have to go out there. You know, we all going to have to see these Raiders and what they're going to be doing. So I don't think it's necessarily the end. It's just the end of the town there. You know, it's the, just understanding that part to wrap that up. So, you know what I'm saying? We're going to let bygones be bygones. It was good while I was here. And, you know, I know my diehard Raider Nation fans, you know them. Raider, Raiders, real Raiders, like who I'm the man I'm just speaking about. You know, brothers like my brothers in there, you know. They gonna be like, man, what? This is over. But I don't know, y'all. We ain't even really talked about that, you know. I don't really know how y'all feel about that. Y'all might got tired of them losing in the town, too, you know. And who knows? We don't know. But from a Raider perspective, I could say that, you know, it's, it's a bad move. Of course it's a bad move. We don't know what they gonna be looking like. We finna see. You did. Okay, okay. Here's the deal. We rapping like ten. Just me, Roger Craig, and a couple of friends. You know, we play the game where you pass, slot, or run. But most of all, we ought to have big fun. I get the ball every now and then. They call me Roger, the Dodger, I bust through the defense. I'm on a team that's never been fighting, the San Francisco 49ers. Check it out, I'm Ronnie Lott, and 
Talking to me because I know what you got, man. Be cool or I'll teach you a lesson. It's my territory. Oops, deception. I just want you to make you sick. Me and my homeboy. Eric. Oh, sorry, I'm Eric, right? I got the tape up on my team. This up, man. I know they got this on YouTube. They ain't heard this since then, man. I still remember this though. That's crazy, man. I still remember that joint though, y'all. Can't believe it. Yeah, man. Real Nine fans gonna sit through that, man. They gonna check that out, man, and they gonna be like, you know what, man? I remember that, man. I remember that. That was that was something to us, man. LG, man. Everybody, y'all know, man. You know what that was? My first. <laughs> that was crazy, man. Niners had a song, a rap song, y'all. And it was jamming, you know what I mean? It had flows, you know what I mean? It was jamming. Special to me because, you know what I'm saying? My blood cousin, Ronnie Lott, you know what I mean? My cousin was on that track. That's really why I remember that part, you know what I'm saying? I remember that whole part. I remember the song, but I really remember that whole part right there. If y'all just tweak off of that, like, that, that's, I mean, you know, this is before... I don't even know if I know if he was my cousin man, or somebody, or maybe, or I don't know, you know, but... I ain't never met the dude, so it didn't really matter, but for me, it was personal, you know what I'm saying? Like, why, man, this is the hardest sticking dude, period. I mean, who the hardest hitter in NFL history? I guarantee his name come up in the top three, if not one, top three. It won't make it past five. Ain't five hitters harder than Ronnie Lott. Trust me. We know, we, we know that for sure. Everybody can say that. Besides his coverage, his foot game, and besides the dude wearing Jordans when he played, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I used to, he used to wear the big Nikes alone. He always had on some Nikes, but, y'all, man, Ronnie Lott came in style, man. He came with Jordans on for the Super Bowl on that AstroTurf. Because, you know, on the AstroTurf back then, you could have regular shoes. You could, football shoe. That's what a, you know, the Air Pro Streaks and the Bruce Smiths and all of these Veers and the Diamond Turfs, you know? That's where these shoes come from because you was able to wear them on AstroTurf. Back in the early 90s, you know, like Buffalo Bills, it was an outdoor state. It wasn't just domes that had AstroTurf. You know, on an AstroTurf, you can get in and punch and you can put in real kicks, but, you know, with a little tread on the bottom. You ain't had to have them cleats is what I'm saying. You could just regular, you know, football shoes, you know, regular shoes, tennis shoes. Honey Live one with the Jordans, which was the best engineered, most focused engineered shoe out then. It was smart. It was the most patent technology, period. You get what I'm saying? And he went with that. He was pumped on that. I think he had on the white cements in the Super Bowl or the white fire fives too. He had some fours and some fives on. And he had them bread ones on. Them black red with the gray in there, them four breads. Come on, man. And style and honestly at that time back then I know some but I never knew nobody to really just straight up wear Jordan they had some people wearing Nikes and start people getting their own shoe deal but I never seen nobody wear Jordans in a football game 
I think I seen Michael Vick do that later in his career. And, or not later, but early in his career, later on, I seen Vick do that. But I ain't never seen nobody get it done like blood, you know what I mean? And some four deuce, man. Hard on that thing, man. You know what I'm saying? But this segment is about the Niners, though, man. You know, I could go all day about the Niners, you know, because that's, you know, that's the team who I grew up really, 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 really loving. You know what I'm saying? I got put on by the Niners because, I mean, early I was I was just a dude, man, from the gates. I just liked the opposite of what people liked. So I would root for the opposite team that everybody was rooting for. So that's really how I ended up being a Bengals and a Broncos fan and, a, you know, teams like that. The Giants, Frisco Giants in baseball, that is, against the A's who was rocking back then. You know, and I love the A's, but I just got tired of, you know what I'm saying? Then I had my brother and my cousin, you know, they was older than me. You know what I'm saying? So it was just for me to be a rebel back then and just to go the opposing way, you know? So I ended up liking these other different odd teams and really liking them, like the Celtics, where everybody liked the Lakers. I became Celtics, you know, things like that. D Brown, him having the number seven, things like that. So, you know, for me, the Niners was, I mean, because first I would say I was a Giants fan, New York Giants, you know? Like the Bengals, Broncos, because that's when they was playing the Niners in the Super Bowl. I had never really tweaked on the Bengals playing from a week-to-week basis back in the early 90s when they had Boomer Assassin, Tim McGee, Tim Crumrod was on the line blocking. You had who else was out there? I mean, even Icky Woods. And I'm saying even in those days where they had, uh, I think, uh, uh, Pritchard, uh, Keith Jennings and all of that, I wasn't. You know, watching no bangles from a week to week day. You know what I'm saying? You seen your highlights and things of that nature with that, but Broncos too, you know, which was a solid squad. They ended up winning Super Bowls. But the Niners, man, they put them boys out early. You know, like hey, that was one of the most embarrassing Super Bowls in history, that 55 to 10 thing. That was ridiculous. First team to win the first five, you know, first five Super Bowls, you know what I'm saying? Got the coldest quarterback, arguably, in history. Cool Joe. Joe Cool, however you want to put it. He going to get it to you. Mr. Never Throw an Interception in the Super Bowl. Mr. Flawless. Is he the, is he the Jordan of uh, football? You don't know. You, know, you got to run the stats. This dude went to every every Super Bowl he went to. He won that thing. So maybe not to Jordan because he wasn't the MVP of every Super Bowl. But, you know, he went to the Super Bowl and got it done. And threw no interceptions. There's no quarterback that could say that, period. And he didn't just go to one or two, a few. This boy went to four of them things. You know what I'm saying? So, I got to respect that. Joe could be one of the best or the best quarterback as far as playing the position of quarterback. Not the best career. Not the best statistically. Not what I'm saying from a reliability, from a consistent. It could be Joe Cool, man. You know? Real deal. Never, he never talked crazy, opened his mouth, didn't need to be seen spotlight. He was a shining star within, and he played within his skills. Real quarterback, you know, but that was, to me, that was one of the last, last of that, because, you know, quickly we became into, like, a a, a scramble, like, more of a Fran Tarkenton design slash back type of, you know, and that's when the scramble of quarterbacks came in. Instantly after that, my favorite quarterback came to the Niners, ever. And that's Steve Young, you know, by far to me is the, the, the just the rawest dog out there. You can't even punk Steve. Steve bullied his way to a championship, man, basically. he I mean, he hurt himself. He banged. People thought he even might have cried. But then he was putting up numbers every year, y'all. He wasn't getting no just 2,500 yards in the air, no just little 20. To, this dude was putting up MVP numbers, man. I'm like, man. 
92, 91. Now, though, when he, soon as he took over to him, uh, Joe, after, you know what I'm saying, roughed out them kinks, once Joe was going to, man, it was, it was even backing up Joe before he cut, before 94 season, before all of that, Steve Young was getting it done. I thought this dude was a bum because he came in from uh, Tampa Bay. That's back when they had them Ernst Crest jerseys. Came in with the Tampa Bay, you know? And uh, he was a nobody, just like how Brett Favre was a nobody for the Falcons, you know? But they didn't really know that not only this this franchise was full deep with bowls and had this quarterback, they didn't even know that a dude was already coming in with a whole new different type of style. There is no mirror image. You don't put to see when we talk about the comparison, oh, Joe to Steve. People don't even compare them to. That's how raw and how crazy being a Niners fan is. And really, I became cutthroat, passionate Niner fan when Steve Young took over to him. That's when it was like Niners are nothing, man. You know what I'm saying? So, like my favorite year of living, you know what I'm saying? 94. You know, that that was a, a huge year. I mean, well, that's the year of Bone Thugs came. That's the year Kato Green was born. I mean, it was a whole bunch of things going on in 94. Jordan had retired. You get what I'm saying? The nines came out. You know what I mean? 94 was popping, you know? And uh, what well, I was 93, 94, but you know, 94 was popping. That 93, 94, 95 still too. That 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 was that was a good time for me personally. I was like, I was still say my favorite year as far as just a year I would just let me go back to this year for sure. Or, you know, let me replay this year. If I was a year I wanted to just replay, that'd be probably one of the main years, top three for sure. But that's really one of my favorite sentimental years. You get what I'm saying? For so many reasons, you know, but 94, Niners brought that bowl home. And who would have thought that the Niners was going to win the Super? I mean, we did because we knew we was competing almost every year to get in there. But, and then when they threw them throwback jerseys on, oh, man, when they had the cherry red, they went from that, like, it wasn't crimson red, you know, that classic red, kind of like, you know, and we put on that cherry red, like that beaming red. Then we had that black shadow with the white numbers with the black shadow and we lost the gold pants remember and we threw in them white joints with the black and white stripes man perfect for them diamond turf ones man and i had them joints in the sixth grade you know what i'm saying so i'm man you know that made the niners jersey to a whole nother degree and yeah, we keep the gold helmets but everything else them gold pants are starting to look pretty rusty you know what i'm saying it was time for some innovation it was time for some motivation, you know? We needed to take that to a different step. So when they got them throwback things going on with that 50th anniversary patch, that Super Bowl, man, Dion on the squad, oh, man, it's over. Over. And at that time, we didn't have the Raiders, you know what I'm saying? We didn't have the Raiders. Raiders had that, just got through getting done with Bo. Bo just had slipped his hip, and you know, that Raiders was going on. Marcus Allen had one with Joe went. So that, think about that. Our story quarterback hooked up with the Raiders story running back, and they went and had a career in KC and got it done. They did everything but win the Super Bowl. That's kind of crazy, but you know, back on these Niners, man, that was during the time to where it was like, man, legit. And I think where the Niner hatred come from, they just was winning early, winning big, and then when they did that 93, 94, it's like because we seen the Cowboys buy a Super Bowl, but we wasn't really hip to that. Pittsburgh, we could tell they was buying their Super Bowls back then, just like Green Bay and other people, but really we saw a power move when the Niners went out and got Dion. 
We even had uh, what's my guy name? Did we had Chris Dolman, or was that later? Do we we had uh, a wild, a wild dude that was on the uh, line, cold defensive dude that we had got. He was already a G in the game. You know what I'm saying? We had got. What else did we get though? We that year we had a few dudes. You know, Eric Davis had came to. I wasn't a big Eric Davis fan, but he had came too. He was playing solid ball, Pro Bowl player, really, at that point, that 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 time. That was how he got that big deal with the Panthers later. But you know what I'm saying? Me personally, I mean, William Floyd, bar none. Oh my goodness, one of the most vicious fullbacks ever in history, man. Period. But look, the best. He was the best looking fullback ever. Period. I wouldn't consider Jim Brown a fullback, you know? I wouldn't consider Jim Brown a fullback, but outside of, man, Tom Rathman? Outside of Tom Rathman to me, the fullback? Bar none. He rocked that 40. He was super athletic, fast. He was like how Draymond is for the Warriors. He came to the Niners and did that. A young dude, scared of nothing. That was his rookie year, too, y'all. He beasted, we beasted our way his rookie year. Rice at his best. You don't know if Rice the fastest. We know he ain't the fastest, man. But, you know, we got, we, we you know what I'm saying? Man, maybe that's for another time we'll talk about just that. Because, you know, I didn't got caught up in reminiscing on the Niners in 94. My point is, man, to say that what happened to the Niners pretty much is, 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 is terrible. You know? What happened to the Niners is, is, is atrocious. Now, first of all, Moving from Hunter's Point, moving from the Double Rock spot, moving from there, that candlestick there, was just, if you wasn't going to move nowhere else in Frisco, man, you was supposed to stay there, you know, like, just going to that whole stadium, like, if you ever been to that candlestick park, and if you ever just drove there as a person who never even been in Frisco, also a person who don't really know where the heck they're going when you get over there and if you and, and let's say you drove in a car not drove by bus or you know commuted to where you couldn't see everything say you drove by a car where you can just get out and touch the streets over there you know them blocks you know what i'm saying you all over there Fitzgerald and all of these spots over there back there you know what i mean you go when you get to that stadium to get to the stadium it's like whoa did i take the wrong exit what what is this what Looking at ticket scalpers, dudes on the block, bum rushing your car. You thinking they finna try to jump in? Or they just trying to save some tickets, though, you know? But they got on their diner gear, they out there slugged up, you know what I'm saying? Brothers out there doing what they doing. And, but you looking at the terrain like, what's this going on here? This, what, 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 what part of the game is this? You looking at it and it's like, man, this, this is kind of crazy. I didn't expect this, you know what I'm saying? You would think, I didn't expect that, you know? I didn't, I didn't know to expect this when I got over here. I thought it was going to be bright lights, nice, oh, sunny, man, do you feel that vicious wind? That'll let you know, okay, something a little bit different about this area. If you don't feel that wind when you get over there, then you're going to know something totally different about that. But if you if you don't get that part, then you get to go inside to climb it. Man, when I went to the Niners Stadium the first time ever, I thought I was going to the black hole, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was all bright. I mean, we was on Third Street. Everything was cool. We turned off the exit. It came off Paul or whatnot. Went down. I seen a little community church, a storage room, a little east spot there, and we uh, 
we get down to the and we get on to Jamestown and all that. I'm, I'm like, what the is this? And I'm from the town, y'all DB Stokeland for real. But I'm looking at this like, what the is this? I want to say this is some cool, beautiful looking stuff, but what I'm really actually looking at, man, I know grind when I see it. You know dirt, you know funk, you know filth when you see it. And there was a whole bunch of that. And I'm like, man, what the? So, yeah, we we at the right spot, man. Maybe we supposed to be by the bridge or by the piers or something. I'm like, man, I... <laughs> I'm like, where we at, blood? And if anybody ever been to a real Niner game, they know what I'm talking about. Don't walk to the stadium. Don't park back there off by like third and all of that uh like i said i named those streets already you don't want to park over there then have to walk because you got to walk through the whole double you got to walk through the hood and depending on where you park you will hope you would have parked jamestown north of jamestown because if you park south of that oh yeah you got to go see some you're gonna see some everything you're going to meet a couple people if you're to your liking or not. You're going to see some things. You might see some beautiful families. You might see, you might get stuck in the middle of the street because Mexican families trying to get up out their spot. About 36 of them stay in the garage or something like that. You feel what I'm saying? You're going to see a whole bunch of Vietnamese who are looking at you like, you know, 12 standing on the balcony. And they all looking at you like, where they, where you, where you coming from? And then how people start looking at you. When you start going back there, they're like, you ain't supposed to go back there. That's the look that they was giving everybody. It wasn't just me. Not just me. They even got it to the point to where they'd be like, man, you know what I'm saying? Park your car here, man. We just, bop, 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 give me some. Forget that parking, man. Bop, bop, bop. Because was paying for parking to park in somebody's spot for the game. You know what I'm saying? So you can get up on up out of there. They definitely needed to rechange that. The accessibility to Candlestick was just kind of. But they had the terrain to expand and to open it up. You had the whole back of the P. You had the whole back of Bayview. You get what I'm saying? To Hunter's Point. To expand and run roads all the way straight directly to that. You know what I mean? You can do that. The water is shallow. We at the dock so you can go ahead and build a whole uh, mega, a mega road. Something could have happened with that. They could have did that. Because that, to me, just finished describing going to the Niner Stadium. It was like, man, is this stadium on a cliff? Is we on the edge of the water or something like that? But, but why do we look like this? Because all I see is the damn ocean. <laughs> I thought we was on a rock suspended held and you get what I mean I thought that's what it was and I'm looking and I'm like oh okay, I see the land I see. but we are actually on the edge if you just crunch this parking lot in the edge we, we, we in the water it's like we playing in the water in the way if you go inside like if you go to the front of the stadium how the big old hill mountain rock is like to your right in the stadium to your left and like that big old rock, like maybe could even fall or a big avalanche or a mountain slide or mudslide or whatever. That looks so clean, man, when you're on foot. Because you're looking at the bay, you can see the bridge, you can see the town, you can see all of the, what you need to see. But you're really just looking at water. It's like you're really playing on water. They could have took that concept and elevated that to a whole nother degree. They didn't. They face slipped on that. They folded. They fumbled on that one candlestick is some of the most beautiful and what's dope about it is this let me tell you the dope thing about candlestick is the, the, the where it's at but it's kind of like where it's, it's, it's almost meant to be there you know you get to drive behind them cuts and corners and man, I like seeing 
I like seeing things. I like to go see sightseeing to me is like seeing different type of architectures, buildings, original stuff, how people still living. I mean, and I mean, it ain't nowhere to go sightsee. I'm not saying go over there and go to no West Points and no to go see sight. But I mean, me as a nigga from the town, you know, we had a couple villages. So to me, to look at that, I was kind of fascinated because. I never went to New York. I never went to no East Coast Chicago. I never went to the to the to the Noya and the, you know the Cali. I never went to no projects and seen like that. So that was my first experience at looking at projects. You get what I'm saying? On a mass level. I mean, Alvin Grooms don't count. Villages that don't count really. You know, a pro six five is more like a project. You get what I'm saying? But and six nine too. But you know, that's more like a a living district than a project. You get what I'm saying? That's more like a living district. So for me, it was like looking at real deal projects, like the setup, the way I know. I mean, ooh, well, this is before the hood to hood came out and all of that. You know, this is before that. You know, I seen the Niner State. I'm like, man, this is some beautiful stuff here. But it looked, it looked, it's look, it's super intimidating over here though. And I'm like, I said, I'm from the town, man. So. Me over there, I'm looking at it like, man, it's pretty, it's kind of grimy over here, but I like it. Because you were the people at. You got to go through the people to get to the game. And that was the beautiful thing about that stadium. They could have renovated that, rebuilt it and all. I mean, it wasn't no conflicts. It's just, you know, when you get more money, your head swells. So they go buy a billion dollar stadium somewhere in Santa Clara, put it in the same parking lot out here as Great America. Man, I won't go to that stadium, y'all. I'm not finna go watch no games in that stadium, man. Y'all crazy as a mug. I won't go do that. I'm not finna do that. That don't even make no sense. I'm just thinking about how I need to go see a Raiders game before they cut, man. Cause I'm definitely ain't finna go to no more games in the Bay. No football games. That's a wrap. So I need to go see a couple Raiders games before they get up out of here. For shiny bow gone, you know, that's a, this the I like this Raiders. I love this Raiders team matter of fact. I really do. I ain't I don't know what the hell going on with the Niners. I don't know what the hell going on with them. I don't know who what who Beathard freaking Garoppolo slash I don't know, man. We might as well just go ahead and go get Troy Smith again or something, man. <laughs> Let this dude go find him, dig him up out up out of football's raptures, man, or something, man. I don't know what we doing. We might as well sign Tebow or something. Or, you know what I mean? Like, what the? Where is going, man? These Niners dudes just lost me, man. I, I'm hardcore. Everybody know me. You know me and Niners found hardcore with it. They lost me for sure, permanently. I'm on a permanent vacation with these Niners. I'm always want to see them win, though. Don't believe that. I mean, you know, I'm always, but I'm an analyst, though, so I want to see everybody win. But if it come down to Niners versus somebody, yeah, of course, I'm going to still want the Niners to win. You know, they still from the Bay. But that Bay, we don't, don't even resonate with us. That's like Super South Bay. That's almost so Bay, you can't even be called Bay. You get what I'm saying? So, I can't really relate to the Niners that there. You know, the Niners that they had in Frisco. You know, Monster Park. That, I miss that. That's what I mess with. You know, especially when P. Dub, the Pop Smith, nigga, Baby Gore, all of these dudes that, man, they, that was a great time to be a Niners fan. And I'm going to tell you this, before we let that stadium, everybody know, right before that Kaepernick, 
during that Kaepernick on that Kaepernick year. That whole man, the Niners for the past couple years had been the most feared team. That was a team you did not want to see on a week to week basis. And this is just a couple years ago, y'all. So don't act like y'all don't remember this. And I'm gonna tell you what it was. Monster Park. When we named that Monster Park, and they had dudes like this is becoming like the Julian Peterson area, y'all. So let's go back. You know, the Julian Peterson era. This go back then. So when we named that thing Monster Park, I swear our defense just went to a whole. So that whole finesse, Niners, y'all play finesse and all of that, that went out the door. We was the most vicious team, I swear, from the years, from like 2000, like 9, 10, for sure 11, but like 9, 2009 and 10, on to like 14, body bags and tombstones. Hey, man, I got man, I got some of my young G's, man, run up to me this, to this day. Body bags and tombstones, because they remember that, blood. That's all it was from a week-to-week -week basis. Body bags and tombstones. Either you was finna get hurt or you was finna be in the dirt. Straight up. I'll go back to the footage, y'all. Everybody know, blood. Every week somebody was getting that pressure put on them. I don't know if that was, we was ball called up or whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? It was off that Barry Bonds juice or what, but... Man, it was putting dudes in the dirt. I'm talking about, man, y'all remember that Saints championship game when that wasn't Deuce McCallister. Who was the uh, uh, the running back dude? Uh, and they had a three-head monster. You know, the little lights of Pierre Thomas came in and rocked that dude. And boy, back when Ghostin and them, ooh, whoa, I'm talking about, man, when, what was my dude? That was the guy who rocked him blood out. I'm saying, even back in the little when Mike Rumpf and them is hit. I mean, we had hitters, man. When the Niners turned to defensive monsters, we became killers. I mean, man, it was it was over. That that changed the whole outlook of that franchise. And I don't know if everybody recognized that. I don't know if everybody wanted to give them their props on that. You know what I'm saying? But that's pretty much what had happened. We became defensive gurus, and that started with the. I was going to say Dick Nolan, Mike Nolan era. Me personally, as a Niner fan, I'm giving y'all the raw. When, when, when the Niners became GG, because man, like I said, I was a Niner fan back when I was young, you know, 94. We had the best team. That Super Bowl team is the best football team ever assembled, I'm going to say. And for so many, obviously, sentimental reasons, but overall, they had no weaknesses. That They, they literally had no weaknesses. It was, it was almost cheating. You know what I'm saying? It was an all-star team playing every regular season week. So that was like the best team ever assembled. But when we start putting that deal, when Mike Nolan came into office, man, I wish I had my notes. I wish I really wrote this down in chronological order to just bust down the whole history. But I'm going to go off the meat rack. And I'm going to say, when I know Mike Nolan stepped in, before he hired Singh, you know what I'm saying? Before he hired Singletary, when Mike Nolan came in, we wasn't even going to play. We was having like seven and nine seasons still. But when Mike Nolan came in, he instilled a toughness that took all the way up until the debauchery of this Kaepernick thing to get up out of there. We we ordered, we demanded the toughest players. We went and scouted the toughest guys. We brought Mike Singletary in. We had the toughest guys you could find. Patrick Willis's. Outside of Ray Lewis and Lawrence Taylor, the greatest linebacker ever. Patrick Willis probably is the greatest linebacker ever. 
Uh, but you know, you can't get past Ray Lewis though, so that's a hard one. But he was way, I mean, you know, and LT was the best. But you know, like I said, you got other dudes that was crazy. Nothing to take from Derek Thomas, because physically the greatest, you know. Uh, but I'm saying, as far as linebacker go, middle, middle linebackers, it was outside linebackers, I named with LT and, and Derek Thomas. But I'm saying, middle linebacker, who was a greater middle linebacker than Patrick Willis? And, and if uh, Ray Lewis, Patrick Willis, you could say Singletary. Don't give me a dick bucket. You can say a Singletary. I was a Hardy Nickerson guy, but he was an outside guy. You know, he plays, he was some hybrid. But I'm saying middle linebacker. You know, if you ran the 3-4, and then we talking about when you got two outside backs and two middle linebackers and three, three men down. You get what I'm saying? We talking about that. That's the defense a lot of people didn't like. And then for you Madden players, y'all didn't really know how to run that 3-4. We was 4-3 dudes. Four man on line, three linebackers, safety, boom, boom, break, cover two, bow. You know what I'm saying? But y'all didn't really know about that 3-4. How you run the 3-4 Running that 3-4 is beautiful I used to love running that 3-4 Because you know what, to be honest though And then that's when in the game they start coming up with more different formations And things like that To where you can run 3 linemen 5 linebackers You know what I'm saying And, 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 and have an have a, have a early cheat Blitz and safety linebacker I'm talking about football and schemes are too much We're supposed to be talking about the Niners with you know I'm getting invested into the actual game itself now, but I'm saying when the defensive scheme came and when I was birthed and when we implemented defense and took that and owned that and and then we start drafting and choosing players under that same identity, the Niners changed their whole scheme. So everybody was Niner fans on the low to keep it real. I mean we were staffed up and that's what happened. The powers of the multitude just came together and just money. And then you got young um, the, the, Bar uh, the, the Bartolo family and all of these guys and these, you know, inheritors, these young punks who don't know what the hell they doing. You know what I'm saying? They coming in here and messing things up. You know what I'm saying? And y'all killing the whole legacy. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and it's families, y'all. It's like almost how America do. You know what I'm saying? Families control. And then, you know, based on the family's decision, it's how the economy or the system go. And we seeing that the system for the Niners, the Raiders, is terrible. It's just on the dance like I disrespected all of the whole franchise. You know, I can't really always just say Raiders though, because they still, even though I don't even know if them dudes won a game or three games yet or whatever, but they still feared on a week to day basis. I mean, it took a long time for them to get that back in, because you know Raiders had got, you know, they got dogged out. You know, that was like. The def camp for football players I'll send them to the Raiders You know what I'm saying It was one of them things For a good while So for me It was almost like Man To see them back Even compete Or just even being talked about Even being in a competitive mode Was big We needed that back From the Raiders The Niners was pretty much Always relevant We had some of the worst years Throughout some of them You know After the Elvis Gerback years And I'm talking about Like man When we was having Oh my gosh, right before Kevin Barlow's and all that, man. I mean, you know, we was we went through some things, man. And when Gore got to the Niners, I knew something special was gonna happen. Gore still I seen Gore last week. He's still running the ball. I mean, he kinda like, you know, in there, but it don't really matter. We're not trying to have five yards to carry average and that mandatory of a hundred and how many touchdowns you need and all of these many but this Gore is Hall of Fame bound not only already. And already been Hall of Fame bound for the past four five years. You get what I'm saying? Maybe six. Not only he's always been Hall of Fame bound, but 
Now he's, I think Gore, we, we the same age, me and Gore, you know what I'm saying? We the same age, so it's like, I think I might be a year or so older than Gore, you know what I'm saying? But he's still going, just like Marshawn. I know he a little bit younger, though, but I think Marshawn around that 30-something, 30 era, you know? And, you know, them dudes is, I mean, Marshawn still look like he fresh out of college man he a black dude so you know what i'm saying for him it's like man you know what i mean he always gonna have that unfinny just like ai he always gonna look like he ready to play basketball you know what i'm saying but for gore man this dude still looking good and he didn't went to gordon went i know he in he back home he in coral gables now but i, I, I gorgeous went to uh detroit but damn i don't know i forget what gorgeous oh indianapolis that's who it was it was indianapolis gore went to indianapolis and he went up there, kind of stuck it up a little bit, whatever. He didn't have to go there, you know, but that's the, that's the Niners' best running back ever, just period. But, you know, we had a couple good dudes, you know. Like, bro, he uh, bro, he got a special place for Ricky Waters, you know what I'm saying? He, he think Ricky Waters is one of the dopest, but he ain't Rick. Bro, is in, uh, Ricky Waters in his top five for sure, you know what I'm saying? Probably top three pumped on Rick, but Rick was a nut. Rick was something that the Niners had never seen before. The type of style Ryan I, and you know what? I was the biggest Ricky Waters critic. You know what I'm saying? This is back then. He'll tell you, bro, I'll tell you. I was the biggest Rick, but Rick had was strong. Rick had legs and don't, man. Come on now. Rick was AP before AP, to be real. He just, you know, his style of running wasn't really north and south, and that's the only thing I really disagreed with Ricky Waters. You know what I'm saying? But... Hey, look, I'm going to talk about the Niners, you know what I'm saying, probably on a week-to-week basis or some uh, on an often basis to give you, you know, the real levels. But this is just kind of saying where we went bad as a franchise and where the Niners went bad. They, they made a bad decision by moving to Santa Clara. And me, I don't plan on going to that stadium anytime soon. I know my cousin went there. Well, gee, he went there. He, I guess he enjoyed it because, you know, he's a nine. He's a, he's a cutthroat diehard. First first dude I knew was Niner fan, you know. So he going to mess with it. I don't think he feeling it either, you know. I think he understand, you know, what what not what's supposed to happen. But, hey, you know, this is football. This is entertainment. This is politics. So we ain't going to take it too personal. We're going to keep it solid and uh, enjoy the sport as a whole. But as far as his home team rooting, like I said, it's a different agenda for the town. Obviously, if we don't got sports or all the multi-team sports, y'all know it's a different town uh, agenda for the town, man. And that's these Niners, though, man. It's pretty much a wrap for them, too, man. Yeah.